Today's episode of Theoretically Speaking features Dr. Shirley Sylvester from Johnson & Johnson, Vardini Ganesh in assignment at Sanofi, Richa Goyal-Rai from IQVIA, and Lee Ann Burke from Evidence Partners. They discuss how literature review automation helps solve the daily challenges facing research professionals. Let's jump in. this one with Fardini. Can you share some information on options for displaying and reporting data at the end of the data extraction process? Fardini, you're a data visualization scientist, and then Leanne, I'd like for you to kick in with your perspective of exactly how Distiller can facilitate that. So, Fardini? You know, Patty, I love this question. This is kind of my bread and butter forte, I should say. So, let me put it this way. Data reporting mechanism, it is fine that you report data in rows and columns in Excel spreadsheet. What is the challenge and the major obstacle in such kind of an exercise is reshaping of the data and reshaping in such a fashion of what is that outcome that you want to visualize. So this is in itself a process of having to extract data. Now, I can definitely endorse that Distiller SR, for that matter of fact, did help a great deal with data extraction process purely because of the ability of creating these forms. And there were certain detailed steps that helped ensure that the process of data reshaping was no longer required. And then using that data, connect them to any kind of a cloud database, you can use different visualization tools. You have so many out there like Power BI, Business Intelligent Tools, Tableau, Spotify, R, Python. I mean, the, there's vastness in terms of and as basic and simple as Excel graphs, right? If you want some basic insights, quick business decisions to be made of um, certain major or very bird's eye view kind of a data. And in-depth analysis, you can definitely use business intelligence tools like Power BI, ClickSense, ClickView, Tableau. Connect these data sources directly to your visualization software to be able to show that reporting mechanism. On another note, Distiller SR also offers certain insights for that matter to come up with these kind of bird's eye view reporting. So I think, as I said, this is a very favorite topic. I can go on and on, but I would definitely love to give Leon the opportunity to give us more about Distiller SR. Thanks, Mardini. I think one of the key things that I often tell customers as we're getting started is that we want them to think about what data points they will want at the end and to think about all of them, if possible. But as we've talked about today, it's an iterative process. And so sometimes what happens is, is we get partway through a review and we go, oh, wait a second, there's something else we should have collected. And that's okay. Distiller SR can handle that. You can make changes in your forms or in your workflow, and then automatically all of those references that require that extra data point will be moved back to the correct reviewer to just review that one piece. Nothing will be lost, nothing will be missed, and all the time the audit log will capture when and how that data was accumulated. So at some point, if you wanna know how many of them had to be reviewed again, you'll be able to extract that data. So it's about your setup from beginning to end, 
but understanding that that iterative piece can happen and still distiller can allow that automation. And I think Vardini did a great job of expressing that the tool within distiller really allows you to decide what and how you want to report. You can be very granular or very broad and you can set up relationships and report on them. One of, I can't underscore enough that the flexibility of distiller SR in terms of reporting and all of the workflow is, is really a key to why it's such a terrific tool. All right. Surrendar, I hope I pronounced your name properly. Today, the focus is on building an easily reliable and reusable base with an understandable interface. But what about the efficiency and performance? Leanne, why don't you take that? And then if there's any other panelists that would like to edify, you feel free. So Leanne, let's talk a little bit about efficiency and performance. Absolutely. I'll start with efficiency. And I think one easy way to direct people, and if someone can throw a link up in in the sources tab, you could go to Distiller SR's website and you'll see a number of case studies we have with different customers who will comment on the efficiency of time that they have gained through the process of using Distiller SR. So that automation really does two things. It removes that manual administrative work and that creates an efficiency just by itself, even before we use artificial intelligence or any other tool, just that, just removing that administrative effort is a first piece. At the same time, it's performing very well in that it's reducing the chance of error. Because your reviewer can only do the tasks that are assigned to them and you've created the workflow in such a way that they have to answer the questions and you can make rules about what is mandatory and what is not and use drop down menus and different pieces in the tool. It means that the, the chances of error is greatly reduced. The other thing is that the reviewer is more efficient with some little tools and big tools that are in distiller. The one I'll mention is keyword highlighting. So when you set up your workflow, you can highlight the keywords that are most important, which means that that reviewer can see very efficiently the word they're looking for. If they're looking for RCT or randomized control trial, it's going to be in pink. They're going to see it. It's going to improve their performance and make sure they're not missing the key things that might determine inclusion or exclusion criteria. And lastly, I guess I would just also touch on the fact that if you're also doing assessment of the literature itself, we have a lot of forms that are already created for things like risk of bias and quality control. And so those pieces are already built into Distiller SR as templates. Any other experiences from the trenches from our panel on that? And if Sadie, not, I'll I have go been right using to Distiller. Yeah, I have been okay. using uh, Distiller since last four years now, and I absolutely love all these functionalities. We started initially with keyword highlighting, and now we have graduated to graduated to use the AI automation functionalities as well. So yes, I absolutely echo. Fadi, I may add a point to what Leon was mentioning. So Leon did speak to a project specific performance and efficiency, definitely. I just wanted to add one more layer that Distiller SR also has the capability of using existing forms into different projects. So that also speedens your, pro your process of doing your systematic reviews or literature reviews without having to invest a lot of time. So that is again, gain of time and making sure that the performance of it and the efficiency of it is intact because it's already a readily available prototype. So just one other point to Leon's point. 
Yeah. And what I was going to say to the question was that to me, efficiency and I guess efficiency and performance is the number one criteria to select anything. And the visualization to me comes next. I mean, at least that's sort of the pattern that I use to select a system or to select a tool that can help me. Yeah, it's nice to have visual, beautiful charts and information, but if the performance of that system is not useful, then it really won't really help me. So I, I think, you know, the important part is that the performance and the efficiency of the tool is it's a must and the rest actually is added value. We really can't go a day without hearing something about rare and orphan diseases and the phenomenal work being done out there and the importance of real world evidence in driving our understanding of the disease and the impact of interventions and outcomes and policy making as well. Does Distiller have any specific benefits for rare diseases and understanding the landscape for rare diseases? Who would like to take that? I'll start, Patty, and then maybe someone else has some ideas as I talk. I think one of the key components to helping rare disease would be that you could design a protocol and workflow in Distiller SR that would allow you to cast your net a little bit wider because in rare diseases, you know, we don't always have as much information as we would like to have. And it's not always clearly reported. It's sometimes hidden in, in other places. So your initial search could be broader and then you could yet let distiller manage that workflow and be able to create what I'll call buckets for you. Buckets of information that maybe refer to something that is related, but not exactly on topic. And you would be able to keep those things well managed in places that they are findable again, but also where you could be comparing that data at a later time or with the current data. And so that reporting piece would also allow you to just see relationships in a different way because you're able to make the workflow manageable and not too onerous while you're casting that net a little wider. That's fascinating. Anybody else have any experience with rare disease and using automation or distiller SR in general for that? May not be rare diseases automation, definitely, Patty and using Distiller SR, but just to add some perspective that Distiller SR is definitely a tool to perform systematic reviews. And rare disease might just be one division of where you can actually perform that review. Let me add another business perspective to the entire pharmaceutical and biotech industry. There's something called a sentiment analysis. Now, what is sentiment analysis is pretty much you're trying to get a flair and feel of how people are reacting to the drugs that are there out in the market or what is out there in terms of vaccines in the market to even know whether you should put your money in it. That's a completely different way and perspective of looking at a systematic review being performed to come up with a business strategic decision. So I think you can utilize the tool to perform systematic reviews or literature reviews to probably any topic from economics to science, to health, to culture, to art, the domains are vast. It's about how, and first thing is about what is your outcome that you're trying to look at. And the second thing is about what steps are you trying to employ to even find out what are the databases or resources out there that capture these kind of domains. And then you create those forms and processes and modules with a tool 
And this tool, of course, being a very methodological one, helps you a great deal in, in being able to do that. Surely. Thank you, Vardini. Thank you, Vardini. I didn't want to interrupt anybody, but I just oh, no. what I wanted to say in regards to, to rare disease also is that you similar to the example I mentioned on COVID and sex differences. I mean, there may be probably obviously less amount of information, but that what that net has alluded to is going to be cast wider. But one of the things I wanted to say is that there may be a lot of failed products or compounds in the rare disease space. So expanding the databases and expanding the search to other areas will be important because you can even learn from the failures of others. Also understanding the pain point of the patient again. So the patient groups, people who are living with these rare disorders and what they actually are saying in regards to their symptoms, to their disease, to the condition, to how they receive care and so on is also critical. So it's just about not only kind of focusing on the, re the regular literature, but also looking a little bit outside the box into other elements of literature that will probably give insights as well. hope you enjoyed this episode of Theoretically Speaking and that you'll tune in to future episodes where we chat with pharma value, evidence, and access experts. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.